but today we're starting a brand new series called Resolve. And Resolve is a word that I think applies really, really well as we enter into a brand new season called summer, where you have uh, no school, less structure. Um, and honestly, I think it really, really goes well if you're junior slash senior and you are thinking very heavily about what's next, especially if you're a senior, you've likely are, like, you're likely done with school. And are they done with school? Are seniors done? One more week? One more week. You're counting down. Seven. So this, this word resolve has kind of like a gumption to it. I'm not sure what gumption means, but it sounds right. It's like this word uh, has this, this connotation of grit or like uh, uh, some people would say staying power. Like the, you have the power to stay the course. You have resolve. And I think it's important that we have resolve as Christians because I, I think there's a couple groups in here. There's, there's the group that you're committed. You're the group of people that when summer hits, your routines don't change. Your disciplines it spiritually don't change at all. Uh, but there's another group of people that when summer hits, everything goes out the window and routines change, which means your rhythms with Jesus change, which means a bunch of things change. And you make decisions that you would not normally make because your rhythm is off. And I don't know about you, but this last year, my rhythm was off completely. When quarantine hit, all of a sudden I didn't have a drive to go to work. I didn't have to do much except sit down in my basement with my laptop, record services, plan stuff that didn't happen because we had to cancel. Like I, it, The rhythm was off. And so I think we all are aware what can happen if our rhythm was off. Uh, I don't think I have to tell you, but during quarantine, porn usage skyrocketed. And that's a really sad statistic because people with nothing to do because their rhythms were off, all of a sudden were like, okay, I, I guess I'll just settle for the lowest common denominator. And it's not rhythms with Jesus. It's what everyone else is doing. And so, yes, summer's a big deal to talk about this whole idea of resolve. But if you're a senior, I think it's even bigger and if you're not a senior, I think this applies to you as well because it's coming for you. But there will be a time where you will not have the structure in your life that you have now. You will not have the parents looking over your shoulder. You will not have that check-in. You'll be free for the most part to do what you want. And the resolve to stay the course will be your decision and no one else's. And so we're going to talk about that for the next three weeks. We're going to talk about this whole idea of resolve, this staying power, grit, there's a study uh, out in California, um, and it was about resilient faith. Uh, the book is called Faith for Exiles, and, and the study was essentially how do you remain a follower of Jesus? How do you stay resilient as a disciple of Jesus even after high school? The study was fascinating. There was books called Sticky Faith, like how do we make our faith stick? And it's all about high school students transitioning to college and what that looks like. And this, this whole series of resolve came out of that. And this whole series ideas to basically prepare us for the big transitions of life and little transitions because summer is a little transition, but college is a big transition and it's all coming for us in one way or another in just a few weeks. And so we need to talk about this. And so how we're going to talk about this is we're going to look at the life of Daniel. And we'll be in Daniel chapter 1 today. So if you have your Bibles, you can open your Bibles to Daniel chapter 1. Because staying power or resilient faith or resolve is what we need. But so often 
It's not what we think we need. So, so often it's not what we would choose if, if all of a sudden the options of our summer uh, metaphorically were on a shelf, like a bookshelf, and all of a sudden we had the choice to choose what we were going to do with our summer. I don't think the default choice for a lot of us would be like, I would like some resolve. I just don't think that's true. Because I was a student once, and I went through summers. I threw the whole schedule up in the air, and I threw everything I did during the year up in the air, including the rhythms with God. So how do we do this? What does it mean to be resolved? Well, Daniel chapter 1. We're going to read eight verses about this whole intro of Daniel. And you got to know, the, the country of Judea was overtaken by the Babylonians. And the Babylonians came in. It was an oppressive power. They were taking over Jerusalem. King Nebuchadnezzar was the king at that time. And they overtook them, and they took the people, brought them back to Babylon, and they were exiles. And what do you do? Like, it's hard for us to imagine. Um, it's easier for people around the world to imagine. You know, uh, we were just talking about in the office before the, the, the Israel-Palestine conflict. But just imagine, like, if that happened here where the, you know, the, the power of the day with guns came storming in and, and you heard the sounds, but then all of a sudden they came closer and closer and the news started covering war, but at first it was theoretical. Then all of a sudden they were at your doorstep taking you from your family because you were of age and you were fighting age. So they, then you were fighting it and then all of a sudden you lost the war and then you were taken into the other country. That's what happened to Daniel. So let's pick up Daniel chapter one. Uh, verse 1. In the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and besieged it. Uh, by the way, this is the ESV translation. So just to he heads up. I normally read, read the NIV or NLT, but this I chose the ESV. So verse 2. And the Lord gave Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand with some of the vessels of the house of God. And he brought them to the land of Shinar, to the house of his God, and placed the vessels in the treasury of his God. Then the king commanded Ashpenaz. I think my next kid, if it's a boy, will be Ashpenaz. That was a joke. I'm not going to name my kid Ashpenaz. I thought you would laugh. Um, then the king commanded Ashpenaz, his chief eunuch, to bring some of the people of Israel, both of the royal family and of the nobility, Youths without blemish, of good appearance, skillful in all wisdom, and endowed with knowledge, understanding, learning, and competent to stand in the king's palaces. So if he was choosing uh, teenagers with all those qualities, all of you would make the list. You guys are just so full of wisdom and knowledge. I'm going to stop trying to be funny and just read scripture. Um, all right. So, and then stand in the king's palace and to teach them the literature and language of the Chaldeans. Verse 5, the king assigned them a daily portion of the food that the king ate and of the wine that he drank. They were to be educated for three years, and at the end of the time, they were to stand before the king. Among these were Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah of the tribe of Judah. And the chief of the eunuchs gave them names. Daniel, he, call, he, he called Belteshazzar. Hananiah, he called Shadrach. Mishael, he called Meshach. And Azariah, he called Abednego. If you've ever heard the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, this is the beginning of their story. He was, the, those three were really close friends with Daniel. Uh, but here's our word. Daniel resolved that he would not defile himself with the king's food or with the wine that he drank. Therefore, he asked the chief of the eunuchs to allow him not to defile himself. So Daniel and his friends were forced to live in exile in a foreign land 
and yet they had a choice. They had a choice. And it's the same choice you and I have. Because we live in a world, um, I, I think the book is aptly titled Faith for Exiles. We live in a kind of a digital Babylon where we are inundated with voices and screen content that is contrary to a disciple of Jesus. And so we have a choice just like Daniel had a choice. We have a choice to live for God in our day, just like Daniel had a choice to live for God in his day. It looked different for Daniel. They had different rules for living as an Israelite, as a, as a person of Judah. They had different food laws, different drink laws. And so for him to be given the foods, drink, and, and food, or the king's food and drink, um, it was a big deal. And it's the same for us. When we're, giving, when we're given options to go contrary to what Jesus would have for us, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. And Daniel had a choice just like we have a choice. It wasn't easy for Daniel. And it will not be easy for you. You'll have choices this summer. And if you're senior, you'll have choices beyond this summer that you'll be faced with. And you'll have to decide whether or not you are going to follow the way of Jesus or whether you are going to just give in to what the world wants you to do, what culture says is appropriate for you. We'll have a choice. And just like Daniel, living for Jesus will cost us something. It will cost, it will be hard, it will be difficult, it will be the unpopular choice, but it will cost us something, it's going to be difficult. But in the midst of it being difficult for us, Daniel had a lot to think about too. In a lot of ways, he had it harder than we do. And so I just want to provide three little bits of, of things from Daniel's life, things that Daniel did that we can learn from, and then we'll pray. I want to do a little exercise with the cards underneath your chair, and then we'll go to life groups. So that's the rest of our time. Point number one, if you're taking notes, point number one is Daniel didn't let excuses win. Daniel had every excuse not to follow the laws of God in a foreign land. He was an exile of Babylon. His home was burnt down. He was likely disconnected from his family. In all appearances, God had abandoned him. And yet he knew better. He knew the God of the Bible. He knew the scriptures. He knew that God had not left. And he was determined. Some translations use the word resolve. Others use the word determined put his mind to. He was determined to follow God. He didn't let excuses win. Peer pressure was another excuse for Daniel that could have been really easy because everyone around Daniel was on the king's plan. What was the king's plan? We read it. It was the king's food, the king's wine, and the king's education for three years. And then after you pass, you get to be in the king's court. So it was the king's plan. Like it, it, it was Nebuchadnezzar's plan to, to groom all of these people to be essentially just like him. And yet God was calling his people to be just like him. You see, our culture, our world, make no mistake, it tries to shape us. It tries to, if I could use the word, it tries to disciple us so that we look just like it. Whatever side you want to pick on, it's discipling us so we, so we look like whatever side it is. And here's Jesus saying, no, no, let me disciple you so that at the, at the end of the day, you look like me. Not like that. Not like some earthly king. I want you to look like the king of kings. And so Daniel didn't let excuses win. He had every excuse in the book. And yet he didn't let it win. 
He made the unpopular choice to follow God. He made the unpopular and sometimes costly choice to follow God. Number two, he, not only he didn't let excuses win, number two, Daniel resolved to honor God. He made the choice. He was determined to honor God. Verse eight says, but Daniel resolved that he would not defile himself with the king's food or with the wine that he drank. He made a choice. He just made the choice. He resolved to honor God. The word resolve literally means decide firmly in a course of actions. This is where we get our word resolution. That's probably not a surprise to you. Caleb, my son, is in this phase where he, he gets resolved about many things. And so he'll, like, we have a nighttime routine, and if he gets off the nighttime routine or if he decides he wants a different nighttime routine, he won't tell you. He'll just have a fit when you're trying to do the nighttime routine that we've always done. But no, 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 the, he wants this one to be different. So he'll have a fit and do things out of order, and, he'll, and, and we won't know why. We're like, dude, what, what is your deal? And then we'll, you know, we'll try to understand. But he is determined to get his way. He's two and a half. We're like, dude, please just talk to us. He's like, blah, blah, blah. he talks sometimes. Don't get me wrong. But like, it'd be a lot easier if he could just talk and we could work things out. But like, he's determined. Sometimes we need to have a little two and a half year old stubbornness when it comes to being resolved to follow Jesus. Sometimes we let other, other voices and other things kind of sneak in and convince us to do things or to laugh at things or to participate in things or watch things that we know is not the way of Jesus, but we just do it because we're not as resolved as we should be. Daniel resolved to honor God. He made a decision to follow God. It was his number one goal. Despite the suffering, despite his new, you know, quote unquote, freedom to eat all the food he wanted and to be groomed and educated in the king's palace. Despite that, he decided to follow God. He made that call. What decision does Jesus want you to make that could be costly, that could be unpopular, but you know it's the one that the way of Jesus would have you do? Number three, Daniel had a plan. So not only did he not let excuses win, he resolved to honor God. He actually had a plan. And this is where the costly step came in because he, he approached the chief of the eunuchs. This, the verse says, therefore, he asked the chief of the eunuchs to allow him to not defile himself. He approached the guy in charge, says, hey, can I not be on the king's plan? Can I not do this? It was a bold move. He could have died right then and there. He could have been like, no, 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 this is no, we have thousands of you people. I don't need one person being a defiant person. No, you're dead. That's not what happened if you read Daniel, but he could, it was a costly decision. But making a decision for Jesus, for us in this day, to follow him, to have no area off limits where he can have a say in our lives, it might cost you something. I don't know what it would cost you, but it could cost you friends, it could cost you a dating relationship. It could cost you popularity. It could cost you followers on social media. I don't know the cost for you, but it will cost something. Daniel was willing to pay the cost because he was resolved to follow God. He, was he had resolve. So what do you need to have resolve with this summer or going into college? What is it for you? 
If you know what your summer is going to look like, where are the points where you're going to be tempted to do something that is just veering off the way of Jesus? So what I want to do now is just have a, just a time of contemplation, just to reflect on the question that we're going to have oh, right, right there. How are you going to follow God this summer and beyond? There's a card and pen under your chair. You're going to end up taking this card with you to life group, so keep it with you. But I want you to write the answer to this question right here. I want you to write what you are going to do. I want you to be determined to follow Jesus, and I want you to tell your life group how you're going to do it. So just take a minute or two, think about how this summer and beyond, how you're going to be resolved to follow Jesus. If you're a junior or even a sophomore and you're thinking about college and you're potentially going into college visits, maybe one of the things you could write down is you're not only going to visit a school, but you're going to actually get in touch with the campus ministry on that college campus and you're going to meet the director and you're going to say, hey, I want to get plugged in right when I hit freshman year. Like, I don't want to wait to get plugged in. So maybe that's the resolve decision for you. Or maybe this summer, you know your spiritual rhythm is going to be off, so maybe the resolve decision you need to make is you just, you're going to, as a life group, you're going to find a Bible reading plan, and you're just going to stick to it. You're going to encourage each other to read the Bible. I don't know what it is for you. Take another 60 seconds and write down how you're going to follow God this summer and beyond. So yeah, my hope is you'll bring this to life group, you'll share it with your life group You'll talk about how you're going to support each other as a life group. I don't know if you know this. Maybe you're new to 707. We take the summers off of life group, but that doesn't mean you have to stop being friends and texting each other and encouraging each other spiritually, reading the Bible together. You could definitely do all of that. We just give our life group leaders who pour every week all year, we give them some some much-needed rest um, this summer, So or every summer. But that again, that doesn't mean you need to stop encouraging, stop hanging out. Uh, but just in a couple weeks, it, we'll, we'll have our final life group. So take advantage of the life groups we have left of this year. So I hope you share what you wrote. And I really hope that as you talk about what it means for you the summer and beyond into college, and, and, and maybe college is next year for you, as you talk about this, you'll make the decision together to, to have resolve to follow Jesus, to not let the outside influence affect your commitment to our king. And I'll remind again, like I reminded in the beginning, um, we had a lot of great questions last week in our panel. And if you have more questions, feel feel free to talk to your life group leader, feel free to talk to us. Um, But uh, some of the questions were on mental health. So our session one of shift is up on our podcast. If you have more questions about that, talk to us, talk to your life group leader. Um, we, want, we definitely want to continue the conversation. We don't want it to be one and done kind of thing. So definitely, definitely talk to us. Um, let me pray. And we'll go to life group. Jesus, thanks for this scripture that we could read. Thank you that it's an example to us. That Daniel was a teenager, most likely, when he was exiled to Babylon and he had to make really, really tough decisions. And God, sometimes we do too. So God, give us this resolve that Daniel had. The resolve to keep our rhythms with Jesus, to stay close to him when routines change and summer comes and maybe even college. Give us resolve, God. And I pray this in your name. Amen.